Sports stories from the 419 in Northwest Ohio brought to you by a voice you know. It's time to go around the area and around the Hearn. Hello and welcome to a new edition of Around the Hearn, the final for the month of June. It has been a busy month, not a ton of things going on right now, but obviously finishing up the spring season, Legion season going on right now. The championships are all in the bag and we have been well represented in the area, and one of the uh, young ladies who had herself another fine season in her last go-around in Ottawa Glendorf. Alexa Fortman is going to be on the show in just a few, talking about just that, winning titles, eating ice cream, heading to Nashville, and uh, doing big things, because that's what she does. And speaking of big things, Columbus Grove, a couple of weeks ago, talked about changing in the guard in their uh, head coaching spot of the uh, boys basketball team with Chris Sauter stepping down after he coached at Ada for a while and then it was at Columbus Grove and it was very successful. But he's put the program in great hands because if you look at the uh, Columbus Grove uh, record books and you look at uh, pretty much anybody athletically who has done uh, big things, there's going to be a, a good chance that you're going to see a uh, Coles on that, and Connor Coles, the new head coach, will be a part of the uh, coaching staff. He'll be adding his coaching staff, I should say. We'll talk a little bit about that and about uh, just kind of being a young guy and a young dad and things like that. Uh, all that's coming up in a bit as he's ready to get started. Unfortunately, he's got to wait for months and months. Only real news going on right now, kind of coming out of Columbus. The OHSAA announced the uh, boys and girls divisions for the upcoming basketball season. Big movers, just a handful. The biggest of the group being the Wapakoneta's boys now will play in Division One, and their girls have kind of flirted with being between Division Two and Division Three for a, a number of years now, but the boys move all the way up into the big boy ranks. Going the other way, three teams. Spencerville's girls program, Parkway's boys, and Lyman Central Catholics boys all drop from a Division Three to Division Four with the formula that they use that I don't even try to figure out to uh, to put those things together. Richmond Heights, of course, comes in two under the limit, and they will stay in Division Four. Take that what you want. OHSA was busy this week. They put out another press release that my man Link Roll, who's got the uh, Football book coming out in a month or so. See if we can get him back on it like last year and talk about this year's uh, entry. Says that eight-man football, which has been a uh, thing in most of Northwest Ohio, will have their first postseason tournament this year. It's a chicken and an egg thing about how it's going to go, what's going to come first right now. There's no date. There's no venue or anything specific about it right now. But the uh, OHSFCA, the Coaches Association, will uh, take care of a lot of that. Football at Shawnee. Mike Lewis is the new head coach just a couple of months before the start of the season. Well, Fountain Junior quarterback Tavian St. Clair, he says, I want to be a Buckeye, and he's pretty good. So they uh, decided that that was going to be a good fit, and since he was on this show, Colin White has picked up a couple more offers. One is from uh, Butler. They're pretty good. The other being from Loyola in Chicago, and I jokingly asked him after that, hey, did you get to see Sister Jean? And he sent me 
a picture of he and his mom in Sister Jean's office. That's a really cool thing. So they don't just trot her out as a figurehead. She actually works there and does a lot of great things. My daughter's thrilled about that. Lexa Fortman and Connor Cole is coming up in just a few here on Around the Hearn. Lee Kinsel Sales and Service, 650 West Urban Road. New Chevys, Buicks, GMCs, and all your pre-owned vehicles. We've got an award-winning service department and an award-winning parts department. What a great team. 866-LEE-KINSEL, LeeKinsel.com, 650 West Urban Road, Van Wert, Ohio. Come see us and you'll leave happy. There's nothing like a Kinsel deal. We've been in business for over 50 years and looking forward to the next 50. 650 West Urban Road, Lee Kinsel Sales and Service. Come on over, Lima Land. So I said a couple of weeks ago I was going to try to figure out how to uh, round up the track season, and I'll be honest with you, a lot of the results I'm not smart enough to read. But I also wanted to start this off and read this amazing bio for Alexa Fortman. But to be honest with you, it's not that long of a show, and she's done quite a few things, including today you were just at the State House. Is that right? Yeah, we were. Our 4x4 got honored for being state champs, so that was pretty cool to go down there. Now, you've obviously had a lot of success on your own, but how much more special is it to be able to do that with those girls and be able to go down there as that group and represent OG? Yeah, that was just a really cool experience. I mean, we all had worked for that all year, and it's just something so different going down with a team than winning individually. Individually, it's kind of just like everything you've done, but we all equally played a part in that role and all had to give everything we had to win that state title, so it was really awesome. Now, do you think it's fair, though, that after you leave, uh, well, I guess you've left now, that every time someone looks up a record, they're just going to have to read your name and go, I got to chase that girl again? (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty funny, but I think there's a lot of talent coming in, so I'm excited to see what the girls can do these next few years. Because you had a, a string earlier this year where it was three or four straight events that you broke the same record, right? Uh, yeah, like I have the 400 to the two miles. So yeah, a whole, whole line of them now. I was going to say, because for a while I thought I was just reading evergreen tweets of, I I think she already did that one. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's a cool thing. Uh, I obviously have seen you in a lot of sports for years, played five sports through your time at OG. And we've talked about this. Your mom has told me about this as well, about how soccer was your first love. And then once you started running, You've pretty much not stopped since. Yeah, it was crazy. I've played soccer for my whole life since like first grade and always thought was my favorite. And then seventh grade joined track. And then once I got into high school, I just fell in love with track. And I've not really looked back since and kept just progressing in that, which has been a lot of fun. I think that's kind of crazy because I, I talked to Colin White not that long ago, too. And he's talked about how growing up, how baseball was his love and that was his baby. And he sort of found out that I guess he's a decent basketball player. So it's funny how those <laughs> things kind of work out where it's it's not what you think. Yeah, it's definitely crazy because my whole life always dreamed it was going to be like uh, just play soccer. And I didn't really know like track was a sport until junior high. So to be able to discover that was a cool experience for sure. Was it harder for you to make that decision to yourself or to have to tell Michelle that you weren't going to be able to do both? That was a very hard decision. I think just like knowing I had put all that work in and played like my whole life and then having to really think about and decide what was going to be best for senior year and just focus on cross country was really hard. A lot of back and forth and a lot of 
thinking about what was going to be best. But and then I did I did miss playing soccer a lot, but I think it benefited a lot. Our cross country team went to state, so that was cool, and I was able to really play a big role in that and not have to split my time between two sports. And it was kind of an odd intersection too, because as you're having success, they're obviously having tremendous success the last two years. Yeah, they had a phenomenal season. It was heart heartbreaking loss, but it was so awesome to see them be able to excel at such a high level. When I put your name in, there's all kinds of things that show up, but I know from uh, talking to you, from talking to your mom, from talking to people who, when your name comes up, that the first thing that comes up is about your involvement with FCA and about the video that uh, is online now about you. How did all of that kind of come about with having the God Factor documentary? Well, Andrew Thomas, who like runs the time as he made the video, he just reached out to me now so I'd want to share my story at all. And I was really excited to do that. Um, my faith is super important to me. So I wanted to just have a platform for that. I feel like Track's really given me the opportunity with like media and stuff like that to share how big of an impact God has had on my life. And but he did a really great job just combining Track and my faith. And it's it's really cool to be able to share that with a lot of other young athletes. Is there a time where you get to sit for five minutes and just go, I'm, you know what? I'm just going to stare at the wall for five minutes. <laughs> yeah. This past week has actually got my wisdom teeth out on Monday. So I have to take like a week off of actually like just doing nothing, which has been kind of hard for me. Cause I'm always still like go, go, go running constantly, but kind of taking a week to chill. So it'll be good. I think get some recovery. in. I think the one time that your mom sends you to your room, you'll just say, thank you. And then just walk away. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, it, it's funny, though, because, again, reading everything, you've had a, a tremendous amount of success, especially the last couple of years. But to go through, I mean, all of that, was there a time where it kind of goes back to the faith thing where you were maybe down a little bit of, OK, I, I, I'm, I'm focusing so hard. I, I'm pushing myself so hard. I just maybe need that little extra to get myself through this. I would say probably my junior cross country season. I was doing both track and cross country and was going to practices both each day. So it was like a lot. It was like four hours of practice every day. And at regionals, just did not perform very well. It was like way over, like, over my time that I was supposed to get and didn't make it onto state. And I think that was just kind of like a little bit of a breaking point for me. I was like, okay, there's like a lot going on and I really need to kind of refocus and make sure um, I'm taking rest and not practicing all the time. So I think that was a big time for me. And then um, just being able to always come back to my faith was has been important to me throughout my whole high school career and just remembering like why I'm competing and that it's beyond so much more than just the sports. How much of that faith did you need with uh, in the basketball program with Troy for a year? <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a lot. Basketball definitely has been, yeah, a lot of practices, a lot of hours just even playing one season. <laughs> well, I always joke because I, I feel like I'm good enough friends with all of the coaches that with soccer, cross country, track, swim, and basketball. It's kind of the uh, the old thing of which one of those coaches tested you the most. The answer yeah, is I yes, told, by the way. Yeah, yeah. all of them, yeah. <laughs> it, but it is cool because – to watch, I remember standing outside, well, it's not really a surprise, as fire trucks are coming inside, uh, as they're coming into town about a year or so ago with cross country. And I remember hearing a lot of the parents talk about maybe people aren't paying as much of attention to that. But as that kind of went on, 
and then his track went on again, I think a lot of people started going, okay, it's not just Alexa, but look what she's helping bring to this team in terms of people are paying attention to your spotlight, but you were able to, like you talked about in interviews, put it on everybody else. Yeah, for sure. I think both programs have changed a lot just since I've gotten into high school. My sophomore year cross country, like we thought it was a big deal making it just to regionals. And this year, like going to state boys and girls, um, Coach Slick, Coach Kelly, Coach Rader all put a big role in that. We really just took it more seriously, I think, this year, which was awesome. And we're able, I feel like a lot of young kids are now looking up, not just at like basketball and soccer, but looking at, oh, they want to be good at cross country, they want to be good at track. And I think that's just a huge statement to our coaches and how um, much they pushed all of us. And we've all just had to kind of work hard and we've seen what it takes to be successful in both sports. How different is track and field for you or as a competitor? Because you're an individual, but yet you're also a member of a team. But as the season goes along, you sort of lose your team because it's not one qualifies, everybody qualifies. It's kind of, it might be four, it might be two, it might be just you of having to kind of deal with the ups and downs of, I wish everybody from the boys and the girls team were all down here. It is a little difficult because like each round districts, regional state, like you slowly start to lose some of your teammates and the team gets smaller and smaller, which is hard because at the same time, all summer like going on and succeeding, you have to kind of um, realize that some of your teammates are not. So it's just kind of balancing that between like being happy and like continue to work hard and also just picking up your teammates if they don't have a great race, but it's, it's cool. I think we've grown really close together, our, both our 4 by 8 and 4 by 4s And then this year, all four relays went to state. So that was um, a unique experience. We, were all able, we brought quite a few girls down there and really just were able to see um, what the state competition is all about. Well, I know that there are a lot of people that I've talked to that will ask, you know, it's, I'm fortunate to be around OG as a whole a lot and will say, you know, her, she must be raised right and her parents must have taught her right because there was a big thing with Emma, with one of your teammates who didn't make it perhaps where she should have been as hard as she worked all year, but you stopped over there to make sure that she was okay, right? Yeah. Emma had a tough regional. She's a great competitor though, but I'm so excited to see what she would be able to accomplish next year. But yeah. Yeah. Because that's a hard thing because it's not, I mean, you might have, uh, I don't, I don't want to say easy, but I'm saying easier to where like your draw with your event might be easier and she might have the loaded event or whatever it is. And because I know that changes through so many different ones where, you know, not all the running events are the strongest at every meet. Sometimes it's the throwing events. Mm -hmm. That definitely plays a big role. Like sometimes our region, yeah, it's more strong, like in sprints or distance. I think it's hard. Um, It's not like it depends on the event. Like some are a little bit easier to get out of than others, but yeah. It's definitely a big change. It's like um, supporting all your teammates no matter what and just cheering them on, even if it is going to be really hard to get out. Because I would think that track and field in cross country are more of a crapshoot than the other team sports just because of that aspect of that one-to-one versus all sort of thing. Yeah, like cross country, I mean, like some years, like D2, they take like 16 kids out. D3, they take like 20. So it's just very different, like regions and all that stuff plays a big role more i think in the running sports this is pretty much just me trying to learn how this stuff actually works honestly <laughs> uh you're going to uh, study in tennessee you have a, a 4.0 grade point average was there a, a spot where 
I I read the live news. They talk about that's a goal you set as a freshman to be valedictorian. But was there a spot or was it a mom and dad conversation where going into high school, it was, all right, we know you're going to do all this other stuff, but make sure you keep that priority in line. I think my parents definitely just um, always encouraged me to make sure you keep your grades, balance athletics and academics. There's also a little bit of pressure I just put on myself. Like I want to achieve athletically, but also need to make sure I keep up my grades in the classroom and just maintain that because at the end of the day, that's what's going to um, keep you going for like your academics over athletics. I know that you didn't get ice cream for a long time and you had to wait for your birthday uh, recently, but be honest with you or be honest with me. How much of uh, Belmont is the fact that you can fall down and be handed barbecue at any point in that town? <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of times we've visited. We've had barbecue there and it's really good, but yeah, definitely looking forward to all the different foods down there and the music and everything. It'll be a cool experience. I mean, I've been down there a handful of times, and every time I've been down there, I've found the same six barbecue places and thought, <laughs> you know, this is not a bad way to live. Yeah, a lot of good food. Uh, it's it's so cool, though, because you talked a little bit about seeing the program grow from the junior high level and the success that they are bringing up. Mentoring is a big thing for you. A lot of people have uh, – mentioned this to me about asking about how important it is to not only kind of build the next generation, but to maybe be able to, whether it's through FCA or through your mentorship, to be able to kind of shape them in terms of not every single failure is doom and gloom that maybe that'll teach you a lesson and, you know, just stay centered. Yeah. I love just being able to see all the junior high athletes like come in. They all have really high goals. And I think um, they broke a couple of junior high school records this year. So that was cool to see um, my sister's coming in as a freshman. So just being able to watch those kids and it's just been really cool to see them excel and track and cross country. And I'm so excited to see how they can perform in high school and they come into the program. You need to tell her though, to be fast, but maybe not as fast as you. Is that how that goes? Oh, oh yes, for sure. Definitely a little bit of a rivalry there, I think. <laughs> so could you please just let the let the ink dry on my record before you break it? Yeah, they broke. She broke my four by four junior high record, so that was pretty funny. So we had a little bit of a rivalry there, you know. I'm sure that'll be on my one that you'll look at every time. Of okay, how how good did she do? Well, that's that's good. I'm glad she won, but yeah. uh, maybe slow down just just a hair. Yeah, not not quite that fast. <laughs> uh, when you go out, I mean, you obviously, I'm sure, have a, a room full of trophies and medals where you just kind of look at and go, okay, this portion, we've worked and worked and worked. What does going out and the legacy you've been able to leave at OG, what's that going to mean to you going forward? Yeah, it's crazy. It's a little bit bittersweet, you know, ending. Um, State was just, it was so awesome to be able to end on such a high note, but it was also sad knowing that was my last time wearing the Titan uniform. But I hope I'm able to inspire a lot of other young kids to want to run and push themselves to achieve their goals, um, no matter how far-fetched they may seem. The last thing I want to ask you about, uh, I read that you've been uh, even more busy. Last weekend, you were in Philadelphia for the Nationals and maybe didn't end how you guys would like a ninth place finish. But I mean, that time, first of all, was obviously tremendous. And that had to be just a great experience to be able to share with girls that you've been doing this with for years. 
yeah, so at the beginning of the season, that was a big goal, I think, for um, both of our relays to go be able to go run at Penn and run at New Balance Nationals. And it was great to be able to see, like, the competition across the nation. And although I don't think we quite hit our relay times that we wanted, it was, it was they were fast races, and we were able to just go and compete. And it was a lot of fun being able to race against girls we'd never seen before and really just push ourselves. Did the purple feel odd, though? A little bit, yeah. It was on my first time not racing in like the blue and gold, so it was a little bit, a little bit different. Because that was one that you know, I know that's kind of a, a Glendorf Dragon sort of thing, but I, I kind of looked at it and I said, "Wait a sec!" I had to look at it, make sure that the, my phone was the wrong color. I said the purple was. It took me a second to get used to on those. Yeah, definitely switched up a little bit compared to our usual outfits. <laughs> you're not. Uh, you're what? Two months before you move into college. Yeah, I've been down there in August. How does that work with, uh, I know you obviously have a, a regimen that, you know, you do for you between that, but uh, when do they get started with you? Is it right when you get down there? They'll actually start sending me workouts here in like a week or so, and then I'll start just running here on my own, and then beginning of August, and we'll go into like full training and stuff for cross country. Well, it's a good thing you have those couple of days off to yourself then. Yeah, need a little bit of a break, but yeah, then we'll get going. <laughs> well, I cannot say congratulations to you enough and uh, everything you've done to see the success and just, I, again, I, I've sort of been able to to see things and talk to your mom and talk to your dad for years that to watch you come into high school and now being able to leave and the old leave it better than we found it trick. Like I, I mean, I can't say enough. Uh, everyone speaks so highly of you and that's just, that's the marker. I think that, that uh, everyone looks to achieve. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, no problem. Thanks and for having me. <laughs> good luck. I might try to make a race just to try to find a barbecue spot. Yeah, we have a couple home meets. Yeah, oh, I down. know. There's like three of them. I know exactly where they're at. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is Alexa Fortman outgoing at OG and incoming at Belmont. We've got some more. We're going to come back here in just a few. Ottawa's favorite place for award-winning ribs and wings, including their great drink specials, is the Red Pig Inn at 1470 North Perry Street in Ottawa. Come in for their great daily lunch specials and their expanded new menu items. Stop in for Single on Wednesdays and the WZOQ Zoo Cruise Sports Talk Show. Be sure to check out their live entertainment on the weekends. Follow your favorite baseball teams and more on the big screen TVs. That's the Red Pig Inn, 1470 North Perry Street in Ottawa, 419-969-1002. In the last couple of years, we've had a lot of Columbus Grove boys basketball uh, on this show, and the uh, now previous head coach in Chris Sauter has been on here a couple of times, whether he likes it or not, and uh, he has given way to, uh, I believe, 123 years of coaching that he spent between Ada and Columbus Grove. I'll have to check the math on that, but he gives way to uh, the new head coach in Connor Coles, who... Accepted a job, but it won't be final until next Monday as we tape this. Is that just kind of a, a weird formality where you just kind of sit and go, well, I'm just going to put some stuff in place anyways? Yeah. Um, so it's kind of funny because, uh, as you already know, I'm a teacher here at Columbus Grove. So I guess to uh, be board approved, I, I wouldn't think that would be, you know, technically an issue. Uh, because if, if they allow me to be a teacher here, I can't imagine they would have really any issues with me being a coach as well. Uh, but I think it's, yeah, it's just one of those formalities, the check boxes that you got to do. Um, but before I even interviewed for the job, I kind of took over the 
the summer coaching role and, uh, you know, started putting some stuff in and, and I figured it, you know, it could, couldn't hurt. Um, if, if I didn't get the job, the kids were getting better with the skill work. If I did get the job, then I was, you know, kind of already ahead of the game a little bit with some of the stuff we had. Uh, so yeah, it's just kind of, I think one of those things that you have to do, uh, but I kind of been, you know, working ahead of it anyway, a little bit just to kind of be prepared. So I think if you didn't get the job, someone owes you something for all of your time. <laughs> yeah, I would think so. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it just made myself, I think, probably look a little bit better. Uh, I could say that in the interview, you know, I've been running the summer stuff for two or three weeks now. And uh, I can kind of use that as a bargaining tool for myself as a little bit as well. So, well, and it must be a good thing because there's no guy with the hook who just comes by at any point just says, uh, hey, why are you here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it, nope, there was nothing like that. So we, we're good to go. It's kind of funny that you mentioned the, uh, I can teach the kids there, but I can't coach them. That is something that I've talked to people about over the years of when coaches get non-renewed, but they're still a teacher at places. Of <laughs> how does that dynamic work? Because, well, we, we think you're okay to teach our kids, but not teach them basketball or whatever the sport may yeah. be. Yeah, I, I mean, that's that's a question for someone who is uh, above my pay grade. I don't know. I just do what I'm told. If, if, you know, if they say that you're good to teach, but you're not good for basketball, then that's that's what they tell you. It is what it is. You just kind of roll with it and whatever they allow you to do or don't allow you to do, you just kind of make work and go from there. So I just couldn't imagine how that dynamic would work going to work every day of. Um, all right, I can uh, I can do one thing here, <laughs> but not the other. Uh, you yeah. obviously uh, about as much of a Grove lifer as you can get. I mean, do do things like that ever play into as you're going along, you play at Grove, you graduate from Grove, you have a pretty good tenure since that point being a JV coach, being a varsity assistant of if I see something coming along the road, I, I would love to be the guy here. Or were you kind of in a spot where as you're kind of adding to your coaching tenure of, did you know Chris was going to be maybe a couple of years and you would wait it out or did something else just not come along? That was kind of that perfect fit. Like Grove was right. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, obviously. I mean, I, I did play Grove and graduate from here. So like you said, I am definitely a Grove lifer and, and I teach here too now. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I always like to keep my options open. Um, you know, the last couple of years when some coaching jobs were, were available. It's, it was definitely a discussion that, you know, my wife and I had to have, uh, to determine if, you know, kind of what our future plans were, or what we thought it would maybe look like. Um, and we never really necessarily fall, saw a uh, good fit, I guess, for uh, lack of a better word. Uh, so we, we kind of knew that, uh, Chris, I think the last maybe year or so, uh, maybe, you know, he's on the fence about it a little bit. He was thinking about it and, you know, he's mentioned it to me, um, and I think after the first two or three years I was here, it, that was one of the questions was, do you have, you know, goals or aspirations of being a head coach? And I was like, yeah. And I think ever since then, he kind of, you know, showed me the ropes even more than he already did. He would show me the, you know, behind the scenes stuff and say, this is what you got to do to set up for NWC voting or for PCL voting or, you know, just the the things that, you know, the normal public people don't really think about that go on. Um, so yeah, I think when he started asking me if, if I was interested, I think that's kind of when he realized like, you know, whenever he was ready to give it up, uh, he could 
pass the torch to me and uh, feel comfortable doing that as well. Uh, so I think it's, it just kind of worked out, you know, he uh, was ready to be done. He did it for a really long time and he was really good at it. And unofficially um, 123 years, but I, I still got to check. Yeah, unofficially right? for yeah. sure. It is a long time. You all have to, you have to check your math. Like you said, 25, maybe, I don't know. Something like that. <laughs> Uh, I maintain so, yeah. that uh, that it was the year that he was an assistant for the baseball program that actually broke him. <laughs> that is true. I mean, that's a that's some him and Braden will have to <laughs> wrestle out and fight out. I don't know because he said that you know he, he that probably didn't go real well from a a Braden perspective. Of he's not really a baseball <laughs> guy. He just kind of I said, did you carry his bags or you know did he <laughs> pay you back for all those things? He's like, no, I wouldn't let him do it. Yeah. Yeah, that's how it goes. So you got your got your son coaching varsity baseball. You think you just gotta help out a little bit whenever you can and he make it br- as easy I pretty as much possible. just showed up and hung out in the dugout. <laughs> At least you can say he was there. Right. Like, well that's that's nice. I said you didn't go out and give hitting tips or fielding <laughs> tips. I'm too old, I have bad knees. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh something a little different though. I mean, you look at let's say the last five years for Grove has been kind of an interesting hill you guys have been up to been able to get up the hill of course the the really good year i mean covid screws that all up you have to explain to the kids you know they won't let us play that game in a parking lot somewhere and then the last couple of years i mean you've had uh, just horribly timed injuries with graduation uh, last year eight and 15 four and four in the northwest conference two and five in the pcl but you went out on the right way of you won three out of four your last three regular season games and then lost to Spencerville in the or two and one rather with uh Spencerville. Yeah. But I mean that's is that a positive note for what you have coming back coming into this year with a new head coach? Yeah, I would say so. Um, like you already mentioned, the the injuries uh took a toll on us last year. I mean, we were already young last year. Um, but then the Coming from a really good football season, uh, you know, already banged up a week or two short from everybody else, um, you know, and, and Bo was hurt from his AAU season. Uh, and then I know Zach Reynolds was fighting an ankle injury and uh, Landon Best got hurt too during the actual basketball season. So it's just one thing after another kind of seemed like. Um, but in terms of this year, I mean, we got four starters returning. Uh, we got eight returning lettermen. We get Bo back. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's, we definitely got a lot of upside. We got a lot of guys back with, you know, an extra year of experience. Uh, so yeah. And I think just going through everything we did last year through the injuries and, and taking the lumps that we did, uh, I think the guys are really, really hungry, uh, to get back to, you know, what Grove basketball has been and, and perform and, uh, have really good success. So yeah, I think it's a, a good setup for us this year. I ask coaches this all the time, but with, not being the biggest school in the world, you guys kind of different sports go back between the uh, low to mid divisions. How much has the success of uh, football the last couple of years and uh, with baseball the last couple of years, a lot of those same kids, how much easier does that make it for you that you don't have to come in and go, okay, as a group, you have to do this because you kind of already see them doing that themselves. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. Whenever you have good success in one sport, it a lot of times translates or correlates to the next sport. So, I mean, obviously we had a really good football season. We had a really good baseball season. The, the basketball season kind of obviously uh, was the odd man out. We didn't perform as well as we probably could have, or 
his, his injuries held us back. But yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely, it definitely helps when you have really good success kind of in programs, uh, because winning breeds winning. Um, so, you know, they, they already know how to work. They, they work hard in the weight room. They work hard in, you know, in the gym during the winter or the off season. So, you know, that they're always going to be there and they, they want to win games and they want to work their butts off to do that. So that's, that's always good to never have that issue of, you know, work ethic or questioning if they really want to play or if they want to win. So that's definitely makes my life uh, a lot easier for sure. I realize that we're a couple of months away from the start of your first season, but when you kind of put this together in your head, how different or any different, I guess, does Columbus Grove basketball now look in your first year versus last year? Just yeah, kind of right from, now, a, from an organizational standpoint. Yeah, I, I, I don't think it's going to be, you know, like a complete uphaul. I don't think you would notice a whole bunch of different changes. Um, Cause as of right now, I honestly don't even know if it really hit me that it's my job yet, which is kind of weird to say. Um, just, I, I think it probably will uh, once winter starts or whatever. But as of right now, I've just kind of been doing my same old thing with, you know, running summer stuff and doing skill work for the guys or camps or shootouts or whatever. Um, but in terms of comparing programs from last year to this year, I, I really don't know if there's going to be, you know, like a, a huge factor that says, oh yeah, this is a lot different from now than it was. Um, Cause obviously Chris was a really good coach and uh, he, his kids played and always played hard for him. So obviously we want to keep doing that. Um, the only thing that might be different is you might see a, a little bit of zone more than he did with Chris. He was a strictly man to man defense guy. He would probably pass out and faint if he, if he ever ran a two, three zone, but obviously I like to, uh, you know, do whatever we need to do to win. So if, if that means we're outsized inside, we might have to run two, three zone for a game just to, you know, give ourselves a better chance to win. Uh, but, you know, in terms of major up balls or changes, I don't, I really can't pinpoint anything as of right now. Um, just want to continue on the success and, uh, you know, hopefully get everybody healthy and we can, you know, go from there. Well, it's a crazy thing as we sit here. It's just over about four or five months before the season starts at home against Van Buren. If the football team is not playing in the state semifinals that day with the run that they've made the last handful of years, but go on the road. uh, I mean, you you guys have, you never really just play one road game. You always get at least a pair on back-to-backs and it's not easy to win in some of the places you go in January, a week where you have a four game away streak with Kaleida Bath, Spencerville and LB. Uh, This schedule kind of it's I, I don't want to say fortunate for you but that you're you know know the program and you're not an outsider coming in because that's a lot of teams that you're going to have to hit the ground running against early yeah I mean it's it's always been that way you know it's a it's a brutal schedule playing in two conferences um, and it, it was that way as as a player it it was that way as a you know JV coach or varsity assistant and now as well um, so you know yeah most of your games are conference games, uh, but you, you know, you have those non-conference games. A lot of teams like to take those games easy, but it's like, well, we got Liberty Benton who's really good. And in Bath, who's always been pretty good. We always played Wayne trace in the past. So yeah, there's Patrick Henry's always really good too, you know? So our non-conference games aren't really easy either. So there's, there's not a really gimme on the schedule. Uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll definitely have to show up every day and, uh, get better and and myself and my staff will have to you know get the film rolling and 
figure out what's best for the team to, to win the first game. You know, we don't want to look ahead after game two or three, but we got to focus on the first game at hand. So, Well, I mean, you could always try moving out of a conference. I don't think that you'll be able to move out of the Putnam County League. I'm not real sure about <laughs> that. I don't I don't see anybody else taking your membership, but I mean. No, I don't either. Heck, NWC is dropping like flies. We right. might be able to just drop ship of them, too. At this point, you know, you could put Devils Jefferson in the PCL. I mean, technically, part of it's in Putnam County. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I, I think we should do something where we combine the NWC and PCL, uh, you know, do some sort of dynamic like that. And uh, there'd be a lot of X's and O's. But I think, you know, Kaleida and Spencer will already play each other. Ottaville plays a lot of the NWC schools. So, I don't know. I think it'd be kind of an interesting dynamic to, to make all one big conference. That way the football schools could still have football. The soccer schools could still have soccer, you know, uh, just make it one giant conference and battle it out. I think it'd be really interesting. Great. If any of that happens, I'll know who to blame. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It would be my fault. i will be like, I heard this <laughs> one. I heard a guy say this one time. <laughs> uh, yeah i'll take responsibility for it. it's probably not the first or the last thing that that'll be my fault but that's all right you're probably not even the first person who's come up with something like that i actually had put that out on twitter a, a while ago of tell me what your craziest thought on this conference realignment <laughs> is and people came up with some doozies yeah yeah i mean you always got to have sort of a backup plan because as you know some teams are dropping out of the nwc and at some point it might be at a at a breaking point if we kind of lose a lot more you know so there might be some crazy plans but it might be the plan to to save us but who knows well and sort of right now the way it goes you have Lipsick and limbo of being in one and also sort of in the other yeah yeah they definitely uh switching back kind of put a wrinkle on things but it is what it is they had to do what's best for their program and and that's what they felt so yeah we'll just have to NWC will have to make a decision on what's best, whether they invite teams or do something crazy like I said. <laughs> well, before I get both of us in trouble and we're not allowed in certain communities, I'll probably go now. Because I can only <laughs> imagine what happens if I say anything else about anything going on with this conference nonsense. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know anything. I'm just like I said, I'm just a pencil pusher. I just do what I'm told. So <laughs> That's probably the smartest <laughs> way to do it. Well, I congratulate you, and I'm excited uh, for what you guys are going to do this year. Yes, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm excited to you know get started and let it officially hit me that, that I'm the varsity coach and ready to hit the ground running with my guys. So If it doesn't now, someone will punch you in the face on December the 2nd and say, hey, look, this is your problem now. Wake up. This is you, yeah. <laughs> that is the uh, new head coach of the Columbus Grove Boys program in uh, Connor Coles. So we'll take a break, and when we come back, we'll have more here in just a few. Are you in Spencerville and looking for a place to eat before the Bearcats play? Well then, head to my place, 128 North Broadway, for deep-fried mushrooms, chili cheese fries, the best pie around, and soup of the day. If you're in a hurry and just want to order some to go, you can give Doug and his staff a call at 419-647-4062 and they'll have it ready for you. My Place Restaurant at 128 North Broadway in Spencerville, a proud supporter of Bearcat Athletics. Wrapping things up this week, a uh, massive thank you to Alexa Foreman and Connor Coles for uh, coming on the show and uh, talking about all the cool things going on in uh, their lives. I encourage you to follow them both on uh, social media to uh, terrific Young people, I say that because I'm about to turn 41 next week. Send all of your your complaints to uh, Steve Wiener, by the way. Got to work with him again a couple nights ago doing the Legion Baseball and 
an Acme baseball, and it had been too long. But uh, getting ready, kind of a decomposition right now for uh, everything going on, getting ready for the fall season. We've got plenty of cool stuff, uh, St. Mary's on K94, and a lot of soccer and volleyball and football on WZOQ Radio and Z Sports Live on Z Sports 3. Get out, enjoy your summer. There's not that much left of it. We hit the uh, month of July on Monday. That's the most important day of the month for me. Uh, but it coming up this weekend, and uh, enjoy it. If you uh, would like to be on the show, again, hit me up. I would love to have a uh, fall preview sort of thing coming out. And uh, that's that's what I've got for this week. Uh, thank you so much for listening wherever you are, wherever you may be. I hope you have a great night and an even better tomorrow. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of Around the Hearn. Come back next week for more local stories from the NWO. But until then, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Michael Hearn PBP for more great area content.